0: Five, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. All engines
1: running, commit off. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes along with Doug McCary coming to you on this Tuesday afternoon. We're glad you've tuned in. If you want to call this afternoon, the number is 844-777-7928. That's 844 844-777. 777 Seven nine two eight. If you have any questions or comments, the line is always open to call. You can also email us at ask at com. How you doing, buddy? Good. I'm good. Um, just uh, kind of a big
2: day in our country. People trying to uh, hold on and see what is going on. I mean, again, our hope obviously isn't in the election process or in the government but our country that we grew up in has Hmm. been based on the rule of law equally applied for a long time and it is a it is a benefit that god gave you and i growing up and anybody who grew up in that time frame for a couple of hundred years there were systems in place to make sure the law was equally applied now i'm sure there's been isolated incidents over those years where that wasn't the case Mm -hmm. but for the most part people have trusted the system but now it is on the verge of being upended in the sense that uh the the primary political contender uh is really being brought up on charges that really are not that serious i mean there's there's been
1: there's been far worse
2: yeah yeah there's well if you look at people like uh former secretary of state hillary clinton for instance or our current president joe biden there's there is evidence out there that they have done things that are corrupt there it's there people have turned a blind eye Mm -hmm. to those things uh and and they're gonna the, they just unsealed the indictment uh, if you haven't been paying attention and it's 34 counts of business fraud in the first degree are falsifying business records i'm not saying that if he did that that he anybody if, if they did that they should pay for it whatever the right the, the crime which
1: wants. he has done in the past
2: absolutely yeah but the the thing is that that's they're not going after him for falsifying business yeah. records uh the people are going after the former president to keep him from running for president yeah at, which is to a political it's, it's pretty pretty un un um, heard of in our country but uh we've been on this slide for the last 12 years really uh, and um if there's any doubt that um the elections are going to be fair and and like i said yesterday what happens when the elections are unfair or you feel they're unfair you just don't vote people just say why vote right they don't believe in. they they don't don't get involved in the process which is kind of what soros and those kind of people want they just want um anarchy and government control which is all you know the good thing about it is kind of leading up to the end times hopefully jesus
1: come back you yeah. know that's the good thing right? yeah no you're right and i mean we're we're, uh, we're not on the verge i mean it's it's happening right now and you know it doesn't it, it, i think to your point it doesn't really matter where you are politically mm-hmm. uh it is a dual system going on a dual justice system and it's just not right and whether you you know like Trump or you don't like Trump, you know you voted for him, you didn't vote for him. This is a bad. This is a bad precedence. Uh, what's happening? Well, it is. And if you look at our world,
2: I mean, it is so. Uh, our world has begun. to, we, we are so morally right now deteriorating in so many ways. Just think about college sports right now for a second. I don't know if you saw this, Brad, but. Do you know that the University of Colorado, by the way, your daughter was out at uh, Colorado State? All right, the University of Colorado at Boulder made a deal with a sports book called Points Bet to promote sports gambling on campus. Now I want you to think about that for a second. Mm -hmm. There, it's like these casinos around town or wherever they are not just around town but uh, if you see them you'll see an advertisement for gambling and then at the bottom the, they'll have a little bitty thing if you have a problem with gambling uh you should seek help yeah <laughs> you know yeah. like okay we're going to advertise this but in a little print if you got a problem uh, but hey we want you to come put your money with our casinos <laughs> right
1: it's it's crazy
2: it it is all
1: uh it's all generated by money
2: oh it it absolutely is but i mean universities are not supposed i mean that what what is a university doing making a deal with a point a betting company to promote gambling on campus what are they what they're supposed to be educating Mm -hmm. first of all if you stop and think about gambling itself like i i had issues with gambling Hmm. uh and so I understand the strong pull of that. When in my younger days, I I was drawn into that, and the problem—the rush,
1: the rush yeah, of winning.
2: A, well, there's a there's a rush to compete, to think you can win, yeah. to want money for nothing, mm. no hard work. Mm. But, but the Bible is clear that money quickly that has come in you're going to it's going to be a curse it's going to go quickly you 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 don't even appreciate listen one of the things that i've always appreciated about my dad watching my dad work over the years my dad worked hard for his money he saved his money he appreciated not that he you know he was a lover of the money but right. it, but sure. he just he understood the value of it and you and i both yeah. know when when you see people that come into I, find one lottery winner who's won a big lottery who's really uh, happy d- yeah happy yeah right they they all end up if you if you look at uh, a lot of the past lottery winners who win all these big lotteries the money's gone they have nothing to mm. show for it they feel awful because they didn't do anything with it uh and, it was, and, and that's, i
1: think it's proverbs thirteen eleven 11 says uh, wealth gained hastily will dwindle yeah but whoever gathers little by little will increase it
2: yeah and so but but a college which is supposed to be preparing young people to go out to be you know uh, professional contributors in the society is encouraging people they they were going to promote they they made a a deal and got them 1.6 million dollars and it made me think of that story you know um that I, it was an illustration a long time ago i heard where a guy uh, you, this person is talking about would they do something for a million dollars right and they said no but for 10 million so they knew so there was a that, price that there was a price that they would compromise yep. on and and we've really lost a lot of our conviction as a country we've lost our conviction to do right and that's why we're at the place we're at people mm it's not about the evidence against donald trump just to pull him out as an example it's it's about the fact that he's donald trump uh, people could care less if he's innocent by evidence what they want is they just want a conviction and 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 that's terrible because what if the tides turn what if it's on you mm-hmm. what if what if it's all they got to do is present your personality in a bad way and it doesn't matter about the evidence the evidence has been the rule of law that is what our country was supposed to be founded on for equal justice for everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have, have we always got that? No, I, I admit that we haven't always had that, but that's what our founding fathers had put in place through the constitution and the bill of rights. It was supposed to have those things, right. you know? Right. So, uh, yeah, it's a big day. We'll see what happens. Uh, if, if the judge dismisses the case, uh, so did gonna, you listen to all 34
1: 34- counts I mean, no just, i yeah. just
2: i just listened to a recap nobody's allowed to go in except they're allowed to go in and come out they can't video it or mm-hmm. anything so
1: it's going on um even as we speak well it's basically just a a political hack job it's yeah. a shutdown. if if you disagree with us we're going to shut you down if we don't like you we're going to shut you down we're going to bankrupt you we're going to disgrace you and and you're right doug i mean this is going to turn around this is this sets a whole new precedence because mm-hmm. uh it, it's it's going to happen on both sides yeah. you know and we're it's it's uh it's a sad day to be honest yeah uh, when i think about it uh, well um you sent me a thing
2: about um how, what was her name rosario i think was her name um yeah um she's a she she's a i think a, yeah a four, Ros- rosaria butterfield Yeah, rosario butterfield she denounced her past use of preferred pronouns like he him them they and you know brad it is it it is a growing movement within the christian community to be woke Mm -hmm. woke in the sense of affirming things uh such as quote white privilege um which uh, affirming uh preferred pronouns and the the problem when we start going down this cultural road listen it, it where do you draw the line right i mean where do you draw the line in an effort to be loving we don't affirm delusions in an effort to be loving we don't um talk i mean we we don't have white privilege we have god privilege i mean that let's face it now I'm not saying that people who have white skin color haven't done bad things to take advantage of people, mm-hmm. but that doesn't make every white person guilty of that. And the Bible's clear. Daryl Harrison, who is a a black teacher who grew up in uh, Atlanta, we've had him on the program several times. He's got a great podcast called Just Thinking. Spoke at the Shepherds Conference this year. And he laid out the problem with this whole movement, uh, the the uh, the wokeness, where it relates to the white privilege, or whether it relates to the personal pronouns, what uh, Vodi Bakum calls the alphabet mafia. Right. the The problem is that as believers, when you start affirming those ideologies, even softly, you right. you have to bind to all of it. Mm-hmm. You can't just affirm it, saying, hey, we just want to be loving. And that's what I think her article she wrote was talking about is, I realize I'm publicly affirming this delusion, and it's wrong. It's sinful. She said that. Yeah, I'm not saying
1: that. These are her words. uh, I have publicly sinned on the issue of transgender pronouns, which I have carelessly used in books and articles. I have publicly sinned by advocating for the use of of transgender pronouns and interviews, unquote. She wrote, why did I do this? Uh, I have a bunch of lame and backside covering excuses. Here are a few. It was a carryover from my gay activist days. I wanted to meet everyone where they were and do nothing to provoke insult. And I think that's the issue. Well, sin is the issue. (laughs) Let's just put it out there for what it is. I think we've you know doug we we not only see this in the culture we see this in the church there's a a lack of courage to call sin sin well yeah you're absolutely right Uh, i
2: I, i've seen just in the past month people of who are pro i mean unequivocally living a homosexual lifestyle talk about their relationship with god and how god's blessing them and how god bless them that that would be like me saying you know what god blessed me with a girlfriend and you know my wife Lori, she's not meeting my needs but god brought this other girl Isn't into it? my life yeah. and that that's just absurd it is it is absolutely absurd to make that pronouncement god is not blessing
1: you with sinful behavior yeah, that, 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 that that's crazy that's great hey great first segment uh, if you want to call in we'd love to hear from you eight four four 844-777-SWAT You can email us also at ask at SWATradio.com We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back.
0: If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio the toll free number is 1-844-777-7928 That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT
3: When Max was diagnosed, I called my family, and then I called a dear friend of mine.
4: Emily Colson on Focus on the Family Minute.
3: She had worked with adults with autism, and she said, Emily, God works through these children. Max is a gift. I said, oh, I love Max, of course he's a gift. And she said, this might take you a while to understand. Well, Max is 24, and I haven't seen all the gifts yet. But I can tell you this, that I have watched Max teach us, teach others about love and compassion and kindness and gentleness and patience and joy and perseverance.
4: Hear more from Emily today at familyminute.org. The
0: Florida, Georgia Truth Network. Listen online at I Love There
3: I was on death row, guilty in the first
0: degree. Son of God hanging on Hell was my destiny
1: Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Tuesday afternoon. If you want to call 844-777-7928 is the number, 844-777-SWAT. Again, you can email us your questions or comments uh, to ask at SWATradio.com. And, uh, you know, Doug, I, we were just talking about that going out about woke uh you know the i think you get the fact uh, that in a culture that wants to accept everybody that there is no truth you know that that if you if you say there is a truth well you know that may be your truth it's not my truth and you know we're, we're considered hateful if we say, hey, that's, that's not true, mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't matter whether it's, quote, true for you or not. Uh, a woman cannot become a man. A man yeah. cannot become a woman. A squirrel can't become a lion. I will never be able to dunk a basketball. <laughs> uh, I mean, just basic common things. And I think you're, you know, it's like, how do you define being woke? I don't even know that you can give it a logical explanation Mm -hmm. other than to just say um i just caved everything uh you know (laughs) this uh butterfield woman uh that we were talking about who is a uh, christian author now but she was a you know a tenured radical professor at syracuse university and a lesbian when she became a christian in 1999 she denounced her lifestyle amid her con- conversion but had continued to use the preferred pronouns of her friends who identified as transgender. Mm-hmm. And and you know I think it's it's important it's not that we don't love these people. We do love these people. Yeah. But if we love them we've got to sh- you know we've got to be honest with them. Well, as believers
2: and, and I know we we kind of are, are dipping over just a little bit into our second segment. But this is important because, you know, 20 years ago in our country, um, America, the main religion of America was prosperity. <laughs> really, when you stop and yeah, think about no, it. Yeah, you're right. And, uh, and, and, and now, the, the whole homosexual lifestyle, transgender thing, the LGBTQ movement, is what one guy— he says it's a religion, mm-hmm. and it is on a full-on attack against Christianity. Uh, it, it it is it's it's grown from just over, you know, the last ten years or so being about individual rights to now it's a movement. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you got the American embassy waving flags, pride flags across the world, they're saying, "Hey, this is who we are. This is what defines us." And it's a big deal. And so for believers out there, you can't stick your head in the sand and say, well, we just don't care. Again, it's so we know how to respond because this issue will come knocking on your doorstep like the Mormons, Jehovah's Witness, and everybody else. So you need to be familiar and understand what the Word of God says about the things they're affirming. Is there a male and female? They say, no, you can be whatever you want to be. That's not true. Uh, and, you know, they are going for our young people, just like Charlene Cothran said,
3: mm-hmm. they're
2: going for them. Yeah. If they own them and their ideology, and we're not talking to our children about that, as we talk about a Bible uh, perspective, a perspective that God's word gives us, uh, you know, and, and let's go back. You know, uh, I remember John MacArthur said one time, every fake religion, every false religion, not fake, every false religion is an attack on God's word. And the LGBTQ mm-hmm. is no different, right? Yeah. So you go back to Genesis and you look at what God said in Genesis. He starts off. He created them what? Male, Male. and female. Yeah. And that they would be together. <clears throat> yeah. A helpmate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and there's and, and we need to be bold about it. So... I I don't want to beat that dead horse, but I, I just think as believers, Brad, we have got to be firm and be bold in speaking God's truth yep. to these situations and not be canceled by people making us feel canceled.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think it goes to the point that you can't bury your head in the sand regarding these issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to be able to give a defense mm-hmm. for the hope that is in you. Uh, the hope is the gospel. And, uh, you know, the importance of uh, knowing the gospel and how to, how to, how to speak it mm-hmm. is going to be very important in the latter days. Yeah. Because this is just, uh, you know, you, you talked about it for 12, 13, 14 years. We've been seeing this slippery slope. Uh, man, it, it's, it's a steep slope right now. <laughs> yeah. and uh you you can't just bury your head in the sand
2: well i love what daryl harrison uh, says because you know people talk about redefining truth he said i've noticed that people who say two plus two uh can equal something other than four have no problem with two equaling two i mean you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean i mean they they don't that their, their right. arguments are illogical they make no sense and that they, they, they violate the law of non-contradicts a lot of times which basically says you can't say a you know plus b equals c um and then try to rearrange it in a way that it's not that you know yeah. what i'm saying right. if if that's the formula then you you you, you or you can't say all pins are black this is a better example can't say all pins are black then say some pens are blue mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those two statements can't right coexist right And so, uh, anyway, Hey, I want to get into this text today because we're looking at a guy, uh, in Paul who is brought up on false charges. And we were talking about it yesterday, how committed God was to the declaration of the gospel. And, um, and, and these false charges were brought by Ananias that he was the evil high priest and. Uh, the elders there, the, the Sadducees who came with him, and a guy named Tertullus, and, and we're in Acts 24, and we covered one through nine, and really, here's the false charges. Paul led a rebellion against Rome, he, he led a rebellion against Israel, and he led a rebellion against God himself by profaning the temple. And so today, we're looking at verse 10 um, uh, onward, where um, Felix, who's the governor, he was he was the Pontius Pilate of Paul's day here, okay? He, he was the governor of Judea, and he says, okay, Paul, it's your turn. And Paul doesn't have a Tertullus. He's got the Holy Spirit there mm-hmm. with him. And so Paul makes his defense. And, I, I, again, I referenced this yesterday, Matthew 10, where Jesus says, don't worry about what to say. I'll tell you what to say over in uh, Matthew ten. Sixteen, and the first thing Paul does in verse ten is says, "You've been around long enough, um, uh, Felix, to give me a fair hearing." This is not buttering up; he's simply stating a, a truth. Tertullus used flattery, which we saw yesterday was wrong. Paul doesn't; he just states the truth. And I, Brad, why don't you read verses ten down through about twenty-one? and then we'll look at each one of these. We'll kind of go through and look at what Paul's defense is against these false charges.
1: Yeah, Acts chapter 24, verse 10. And when the governor had nodded to him to speak, Paul replied, knowing that for many years you have been a judge over this nation, I cheerfully make my defense. You can verify that it is not more than 12 days since I went up to worship in Jerusalem. And they did not find me, "'disputing with anyone or stirring up a crowd, "'either in the temple or in the synagogues or in the city. "'Neither can they prove to you "'what they now bring up against me. "'But this I confess to you, "'that according to the way which they called a sect, "'I worship the God of our fathers, "'believing everything laid down by the law "'and written in the prophets, "'having a hope in God, "'which these men themselves accept,' that there will be a resurrection of both the just and the unjust. So I always take pains to have a clear conscience toward both God and man. Now, after several years, I came to bring alms to my nation and to present offerings. While I was doing this, they found me purified in the temple without any crowd or tumult. But some Jews from Asia, they ought to be here before you and to make an accusation should they have anything against me, or else let them let these men themselves say what wrongdoing they found when I stood before the council. Verse 21, other than this one thing that I cried out while standing among them, it is with respect to the resurrection of the dead that I am on trial before you this day. So that, that is the, the these are the
2: words of God, and the, the only thing they can accuse Paul of, really, is making an issue of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. which is what he ends up saying. So let's go back real quick to verse 10 before we go. I know we got a break here in a minute, but verse 10, Paul said, like I said, you've been around long enough to give me a fair hearing. Now, verse 11, he says, I've only, I was only in Jerusalem seven days. I've been here 12. I've been in captivity five. That was verse one we read yesterday. So he says, for seven days, I was in Jerusalem and during that time i was being purified at the temple i was i was fulfilling a vow so how in the world am i going to stir up a re- uh, insurrection <laughs> right i don't have time i mean i'm i'm being purified when we come back i want to i want to uh, expand that out a little bit because what he's saying is i did nothing wrong i didn't do what they're telling
1: you i did and so we'll, we'll pick that up when we come back from the yeah break. sounds good glad you tuned in today if you want to call this afternoon, 844-777-7928 is the number. If you have a comment or question, please feel free to email us at askatswapradio.com. We'll discuss it here on the air. We'll take a quick break. Be right back.
4: Joshua 1-9 states... Be strong and courageous, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Highway to Eternity Ministries is dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope. The ministry seeks to serve those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's word and share the encouraging testimonies of lives that have been transformed through God's power and grace. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175 or visit www.highwaytoeternity.com. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a proud sponsor of SWAT Radio.
0: Southbound 95, you've got a non-stop commute from Atlantic past Emerson all the way to Butler Boulevard. 95 northbounds, heavy from Phillips Highway, JTB, and University. 295, the West Beltway northbounds, congested from Blanding to Lem Turner and Duval Road. A few clouds tonight, upper 60s. Tomorrow, early morning fog giving way to sunshine and near 90. With traffic and weather, I'm Tom Murphy.
1: Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here this afternoon. We're glad you've tuned in. We are looking at Acts chapter 24. In fact, the entire chapter all week. And, uh, you know, just as we came in on the first segment, you know, talking about Trump and all the the false, what I would call, you know, the these trumped up charges that have happened. I mean, similar. No pun intended. Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, similar, you have Paul here in, in chapter 24 trumped up charges against him that they're all
2: false charges they have no evidence that he's broken any roman law and really felix cannot adjudicate Uh, you know a lot of people you think about rome we thought rome just went in there and did whatever they want Mm -hmm. rome stood for peace and justice now granted not everybody believed it was good peace and justice but still If you were a Roman citizen, you had rights. You had the right to appeal to Caesar. You had the right to a fair trial. If you violated a Roman's rights by binding him, like arresting him without charges Mm -hmm. or beating him without conviction, you could be executed, and, and you would be. right. And so the only charge they've made that really is applicable to Paul is the one of sedition. And so Paul says... I wasn't recruiting. They said he was recruiting for insurrection. He goes, I wasn't doing that. I was in the temple being purified. And we know back from Acts 21, that remember the leaders of the church in Jerusalem said, Hey, Paul, you need to help these guys with this Nazarite vow. So mm-hmm. for seven days, Paul was in the temple being purified. He was worshiping God and he was in there doing this Nazarite vow. And what he says in verse 13 is they can't prove anything. You know, Paul, Brad, Paul didn't evangelize in Jerusalem like he did in Asia. Remember, God had relieved him of that when he Mm. said, um, hey, Paul, they're not going to listen to you here. You need to go. Go to the Gentiles. So when Paul came back, other than probably personal evangelism or when he stopped and said to the the tribune, hey, can I say something to them? Other than that, he wasn't standing on street corners preaching the gospel to Mm -hmm. people. So they're making all these false accusations. And he says in verse 14, listen, I worship the God of our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the same God that you propose to worship. You know, if you go to what Paul wrote in Romans chapter four, um, uh, over in Romans four, Paul lays out that the promise made to Abraham and his offspring um, didn't come through the law. Why? Because the law hadn't even come yet. Right. It was through faith, and what he's saying is that the people that believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are the people not that come from the blood of him. They come from faith. It's the spiritual children mm. of Abraham, and he says, I worship the true God. Basically, if Abraham was there at that moment, he would be a Christian. He would believe in the resurrection. Mm. If David, King David, was alive where Paul was. He would be considered a member, a sect of the Nazarenes. Mm -hmm. He would have been there with Paul. So Paul is saying, I believe that. He also says, I believe in the same truth, the law and the prophets. Now, if you remember what Jesus said back in John five, he said, you guys search the scriptures because you think in them, you have eternal life, but it's the scriptures that point to me. The, The old Testament points to Jesus, but they didn't believe that. They believed that there was another Messiah that would overthrow Rome. Here's the ironic part. They're accusing Paul of insurrection. If they had somebody that could lead an insurrection against Rome and win, they would follow him, the Jewish yeah, leaders. Right. That's what they wanted Messiah to do. And Paul is saying, I I, I believe in the truth of God's word. I believe in the God of our fathers. He says, I believe in the same hope, life after death. True Judaism believes in judgment, there is a there is a judgment after death. There are going to be those who go to be with God, and there's going to be those that are cast away from God. Like Peter says in Second Peter three, that you know, when when the end of it all comes, um there's gonna be a, a coming day of God and the heavens are gonna be set on fire and dissolved, the heavenly bodies will melt and But according to his promise, we are waiting for a new heaven and a new earth. There's going to be hope for those that are true
1: Jews Mm. because a true Jew believes that Jesus is Messiah. Well, the the greatest hope of the Jewish people was the resurrection. Yes, And, and so he makes that case in verse
2: 14 and 15, and then in verse 16 he says this, I strive for a good conscience with God and man. He's saying my teaching's biblical. I am living out the Shema. I'm living out loving mm-hmm. God with all my heart, soul, and strength and loving my neighbor. He's saying that's what I strive for. He said even in when I in verse 17, when I came to Jerusalem, I brought money to help the poor brothers there yeah. I can, <clears throat> I, and to present offerings. And these men found me in the temple obeying God with no problem. There was no issues. Mm-hmm. But, he says in verse 19, there were some Jews from Asia, they're not even here. They stirred up the problem, and what he's saying is, it's a personal religious issue with them. This is not a legal issue for Rome. And he said, these men here, they don't have any charges, verse 20 and 21, except this, that I believe the gospel, the hope of our fathers. They're just upset that I'm preaching Jesus, so let them say what I did wrong. And guess what? They said nothing because the only thing they can accuse Paul of is making an issue of the resurrection, and that's a theological issue. It's not a legal one. So Rome had no bearing to judge against a Roman citizen issues of Jewish law. Hmm. So the only possible judgment was innocent, but yet, is that what Felix did? No.
1: What did he do? Read verses 22 to 25 real quick. It says, uh, but Felix, having... A rather accurate knowledge of the way put them off saying when Lysias the tribune comes down I will decide your case then he gave orders to the centurion that he should be kept in custody but have some liberty and that none of his friends should be prevented from attending to his needs verse 24 after some days Felix came with his wife Drusilla who was Jewish And he sent for Paul and heard him speak about faith in Christ Jesus. Verse 25, and as he reasoned about righteousness and self-control in the coming judgment, Felix was alarmed and said, go away for the present. When I get an opportunity, I will summon you. Yeah. So
2: so basically, Felix got scared. And you know why? His wife was Drusilla. She was the daughter of Agrippa I, who basically, uh, her 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 dad killed James the Apostle and put Peter in prison. That mm-hmm. was Agrippa I. Her great-grandfather um, was the one that tried to kill Jesus by killing all the babies. So that's Drusilla, some good genes flowing through her body, right? <laughs> and so... Felix seduced her and stole her away from a king in Syria. And so they had this really sexually immoral marriage, so to speak. But yet they were drawn to talk to him. Drusilla knew the Jewish way. It says Felix was well acquainted with the way. And, and so they brought him to talk to him, and he starts sharing the gospel with him. And notice how he shares the gospel with him. He talked about righteousness. God's standard. He talked about self-control, our response to that standard. Hmm. He talked about judgment, God's verdict, as to how we are responding to God's standard. Because we're not the judge of how we respond. God is. And no other man is, Is I can't judge your response. Mm-hmm. God's going to be the judge. And so you can believe that you're not doing wrong all day long but that the issue is not your your truth right the issue is god's truth and so felix gets trembling he's afraid brad he is he is afraid and doesn't know what to do and so he says go away paul go hmm. away come back i'll i'll bring you back some other time but but you know he treated paul as innocent i found that interesting in verse 23 he knew paul hadn't done anything against the law but He was a true politician. He didn't choose a side. He said, nope, I'm going to be in the middle. (laughs) I'm going to try to appease the Jews. By the way, was there another governor who appeased the Jews? Oh, yeah.
4: Pilate. Yeah.
2: He said Jesus was innocent and Paul was innocent of any charges, and yet they both appeased them. But he says, let him have some liberty. Let his friends care for him maybe you know he thought he was going to get some money you didn't read that but we'll read that tomorrow we'll get into it tomorrow but the only possible judgment was innocent and so as we're thinking about this um you know paul how do we respond when god allows us to go through difficult times paul asserted the truth
3: Mm -hmm.
2: he did he asserted the truth but yet he wasn't let go god god may take you through some tough times and you may not immediately get out of it. You may have false charges brought against you. Are you going to continue to trust him? Are you going to cling to him? Are you going to use that obstacle as an opportunity? Paul did. He's sharing the gospel with Uh, a guy.
1: Yeah, verse 25. This word, I don't know, seems to jump off the page at me. I know we're going to take a break, but this idea of he reasoned. He, he reasoned with He yeah. yeah, and I think it's a critical point we need to make today. Glad you tuned in. 844-777-7928 is the number. If you want to call in and chat, we'd love to hear from you. You can also email us at ask at squatradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. Welcome to Teach Kids by Child Evangelism Fellowship, helping you teach truth to the kids in your life.
1: What's your favorite holiday? Many might say Christmas, and I think most children would agree, but what place does Easter hold in your list of favorite holidays? Christmas may be the time we exchange gifts and even consider God giving the gift of His Son, Jesus, who lowered Himself to be born a human. But the best gifts ever given to each of us came as a result of those critical events leading up to the resurrection. This Easter season, use resurrection eggs to help kids appreciate all that Jesus did for them. Each plastic egg contains a symbol that represents a part of Jesus' story. You can learn more at cefonline.com and read the article, Easter, My Favorite Holiday.
0: Teach Kids is brought to you by Child Evangelism Fellowship. 91FM, the truth. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. All my life, I've been told I belong at the end of the line. With all the other not quite, with all the never
1: welcome back to SWAT radio Brad and Doug here on this Tuesday afternoon this is our last segment we'd love for you to call in the number is 844-777-7928 if you're new to SWAT SWAT stands for spiritual warriors advancing truth and uh, we are a daily radio broadcast live that's why we like you to call in we can chat it up a bit but uh, we also want to encourage you to Come join one of our SWAT Bible studies. In fact, we meet tomorrow. Uh, You can go to SWATradio.com, click on the meetings tab on that website, and you'll see the various locations that we meet, the times that we meet, and they are just a big part of what we do here at SWAT and uh, is just to gather as men around the Word of God. And uh, so anyway, check it out. And uh, if you'd like to support SWAT Radio, you can also click on the sport tab and figure out how to do that. You know, I want to go back to this uh, idea of
2: Paul reasoning with the governor, who has the ability to convict him to death. Uh, who and and notice he's not telling him, uh, Felix God has a wonderful plan for your life, <laughs> right? That's not what the Holy Spirit wanted us to see here. Mm-hmm. He said he reasoned about righteousness, which is God's standard, and about self-control, which is our response to that. Now, you got to keep in mind who he's talking to. Yeah, He is talking to a guy who seduced his wife from another king using magic, apparently. At least that was the the tradition, I think, I don't know if it was Tacitus that wrote that or one of the other historians, but, and a guy who was, this was his third wife. So he, and he was an abysmal leader, really, Felix was. You know, he was a slave. I don't know if I said that. He he was a slave who got made a governor. Yes. And uh, Tacitus said he ruled like a slave, not like a governor. Uh, he didn't rule like somebody who could lead. He ruled like somebody that needed to be led and he, he ends up we're going to see later he'll get replaced he he was brutal in the way he dealt a lot of times with the jewish people that's why uh tertullus at the beginning when he said we've experienced
1: great peace under you is such a lie you know because yeah, it just wasn't exactly true. Yeah. yeah well i think you know back to your point that paul and throughout acts you see that paul reasoned with them now mm-hmm. uh, that word reason i think is a uh, it's kind of an interesting word uh, because it really requires a conversation or, or requires some, some back and forth. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't really speak that, that Felix, you know, th- Felix certainly didn't banner with him. In fact, it says Felix was alarmed mm-hmm. and said, go away for the present. Mm. You know, and I think so oftentimes, Doug, uh, you know, when we when we declare gospel truth, in a dark world, there are going to be a lot of people who don't want to hear it,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and they're going to they're going to tell you and scream at you to be quiet. And we're we're seeing that today in our culture, a very very dark culture that we live in. That when you start uh, telling people that you know eternal life is found in the righteousness of Christ, mm. uh, boy, that's a foreign. Uh, th- that's going to alarm a lot of people. Yeah, it
2: is going to alarm a lot of people. And would you say, Brad, just from, I know you, you've, you've been very active in all the churches you've been a part of you and Vicky for as long as I've known you. Would you say that we have even in evangelical churches diluted the gospel? Maybe soften the gospel. Maybe focus. Even though we're not prosperity gospel preachers, right, right, are we doing what Paul did here? Are we so bold as to call the standard of God's righteousness? You know, I think uh, I I can't remember if I said this on Monday or if I heard it and just repeated it. But it, a guy goes in and and says. Hey, I just want to tell you first of all, I'm preaching on adultery today, and I want you to know that I have friends that are adulterers. I love adulterers, and you know, um, but I'm going to be preaching on that today. And so there might be if some of you offended by some of the things I said. This is scriptural, but I just want to warn you, I'm preaching on adultery today. They don't do that with adultery, but they do that about homosexuality. They do mm-hmm. it about transgenderism. Yep. Why? Yeah. Do you think Paul said to Felix, hey, listen, Felix, uh, you know, before I get into the gospel, this sharing about the way with you, I just want to let you know that uh, adultery is, uh, you know, it's against God's law, and you need to know that, the God we worship. And um, I have friends that are adulterers, though, Felix, so I want you to know I'm not making a condemnation of your actions. He almost People almost justify that stuff.
1: Well, I mean, right here in one verse— and we mentioned this earlier, maybe second segment. That, um, and so, kind of in a sense, to answer your question, have we diluted the gospel? Absolutely, uh, because we want to, we want we want to soft pedal sin. We don't want to call sin sin. And, mm-hmm. and the reality is, we're all sinners. All have fallen short of the glory of God. Yeah. This isn't a Doug, man, I really look up to you because you are without sin. <laughs> you know, the reality is we're all sinful people and we need to be confronted with our sin. And that's what Paul's doing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to be confronted with sin. And and Paul in one verse says, and he and as he reasoned about righteousness and self-control and the coming judgment. Mm-hmm. Listen, there is judgment coming. <laughs> there is. <laughs> and, and, and many in our culture today in the church don't want to speak about the coming judgment mm-hmm. because you're going to scare some people off. Well, and I want to say
2: this because I'm seeing more commercials now that we have that the movie about the Jesus Revolution. We had something about the Christian music, and you're seeing these commercials about where are you going again. Mm-hmm listen the gospel was not about a destination it was always about a relationship mm-hmm. it was about god calling a people to himself the destination is the byproduct of that relationship yep. it's the 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 eternal living out of that relationship but you and i both grew up hearing that it was about the destination <laughs> right the transit it's yeah, about the getting the get the ticket. Yeah, because it makes it about us mm-hmm. and it's a very human driven thing. And what's happened is is what John MacArthur says is today churches are so invested in attracting sinners that they bury their theology under the welcome mat. Mm. Mm. Think about that what he said for a second. It, we fill the pews with comfortable unaffected unbelievers and and what happens is we end up confusing and corrupting the gospel and the work of the church in the process yeah and it's true i mean that's why the church is so inept in our country impotent Mm -hmm. uh and how can it be salt and light if we basically see no difference between god's people and the world's people if if people come together the, the their time of gathering was never about evangelism it was about people going out to take the gospel to the people in their world
1: yeah, well, you you mentioned that yesterday I've, I've shared this many times that the church is not for the lost uh and yet the church oftentimes has become our method of evangelism in other words I'm going to invite my lost friend to church. Now, hear me. I'm not saying you can't invite your lost people, mm-hmm. your lost friends to church. Mm-hmm. But if if we are, if the church is for the saints, it's for the building up, so that we might be equipped to go out. Then if we're if we're being the church in our community, wherever it is you live or wherever it is you work, you're bringing with you. The, the light of the gospel
3: mm-hmm.
1: you know that that you're bringing the light of the gospel into those dark places the church is where we where the saints gather to be equipped to go out yes you're exactly right and where we
2: speak the truth and we talk about the truth um, listen if 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 I white privilege, is a is a term that has been coined by anti-racist.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, it's not a biblical term. Did you see? Do you do you think they had ethnic prejudice in Jesus Day? Of course they did against the Samaritans. Mm-hmm. Jesus told a story, uh, but you know what? Jesus was reminding them that they're all brothers. Yeah, they it, are your neighbor. Yeah, he wasn't separating the. He was mm-hmm. saying these are brothers to you. And when you – it is impacting everywhere, and we as the church need to be speaking the truth. Paul did here, and we need to do that. Uh, man, he did not hold back from speaking the truth. The question for us is, are we going to be bold like that? Are we going to be bold in, in speaking the truth in these opportunities where we may be in front of somebody? Maybe there's false charges, and maybe – us speaking up could further alienate that was certainly a risk by paul here but he didn't care why because his faith was not in being liked by felix or even trusting his judgment to felix he entrusted himself to a faithful creator and he was he spoke the truth because that was his mission and that's what he did and so again how are we going to respond When we go through difficult times, are we going to cling to him are we going to run away from him? Mm -hmm. And I'm afraid that some leaders and and pastors are, looks like they're running away from his truth a little bit to embrace the wokeism stuff that we've been
1: looking at. And and to get the likes that they need to support their ministry. Yep. Um, Listen, you don't have a ministry if you're not proclaiming the truth yes so hey that's it for today glad you tuned in uh if you have a question or comment send that to ask at swatradio.com uh come join us at swat bible studies tomorrow go to go to